take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. And welcome to another episode of From the Pit, the show where we bring you everything from Gundam gagging grind jams to HVAC metal, power metal's rival. (laughs) My name is Phil. With me is Frank, Mike, and Sam. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) No. (laughs) That means he liked it. Shut the fuck up, Mike. Ah, oh, fuck it. We're here to talk about metal and shit. Who's starting us off? Uh, Tom, go ahead. funniest thing about this it's like somebody out there knows me because i got a follow on twitter from this band with a name <coughs> called soul keeper and i'm like what the fuck is that sh-? and i went and i checked it out and it blew my face off oh yeah i was liking everything about that like, yes ev- everything about that i was totally taken aback um and then i went back and that's a single released uh august of last year um and i went back to their their full release and i'm like oh it's still really great so <laughs> just bathing in it yeah 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 so uh i mean shit what do you guys think yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking all of that i mean we were just talking uh, a week ago about how intense the fucking uh the chaotic hardcore releases were last year and this is just further testament to that yeah, yeah. I actually have to check and see if the full release was last year because that might be another uh, instant honorable mention. But um, uh, full release looks like it was twenty eighteen. Okay. Word. <clears throat> well, get yourself over to soulkeepercult.bandcamp.com and check that out. I really like like the 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 vein flourishes and stuff, mm-hmm. keeping it keeping it crazy. Um. So and they're from Minnesota. I feel like Vein have kind of been setting a lot of stuff off lately. Like, I, I think they're, I think, I feel like I'm hearing a lot of bands, especially from you, Mike, that are sort of taking cues from Error Zone. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. Uh, it, and it doesn't feel like, I guess, as cheap as the 90s, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, the 90s did feel extremely cheap. <laughs> Guys, the 90s were not as great of a decade as you think they were. <laughs> they really, they really weren't. It's kind of awesome. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, just not for metal so much. No, not really. Uh, well, unless you're talking like Florida death metal, no, not really. <laughs> All right, and this one I was uh oof, I was so I was so excited about when I found it last week. I've listened to it probably every day. Um damn. I had a really hard time picking a clip too because it's you know, I I might get shit for this not being on the side stage, but I I refused to not bring it on somewhere that everybody could hear, right? Like it's still something but I'll I'll see if you guys come to that same conclusion Tom Sacrilege, she left 
I went I went real long on that, but I needed to get both aspects of our vocals. Yeah, now um, I absolutely get why this is on here. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's just sort of mm-hmm. uh, uh, modern post punk. Yeah, yes, but it, this 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 also to me this I I honestly feel like this would have been huge if it had come out in like 1995. Like I don't, I don't know this. This t- maybe it's just me, but it has a very kind of '90s feel to it. it does. There's, there's definitely elements of that. I'm trying to remember the name of the band. It was the fucking, uh, uh it was what's her face from the Pixies. Um, oh fuck! fuck um, no, I had a friend who was a huge fan of them. She used to talk about them all the time. Fuck, I, f- I forget what her name is. Hold on, I'm gonna find it. Keep talking while I do that. Good. All right. Well. It's as you go a little bit back in their material. Uh, the release last year, the release I brought in was Nest. Um, it does actually kind of have a bit more of an. I would agree with Sammy, a bit of a '90s sound, um, mm. in, in an alternative sort of way, or in a. In a oh, um, the Breeders. Phil, Kim, uh, Kim Deal. Yeah, she was in the yeah, Breeders. Hmm. Yeah, I just googled it myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, I, I absolutely, in an era with bands like that, um, yeah, I, I think they would have done really, really well. But it is cool to hear today, and I think there's some some things that are in it now that you wouldn't have heard back then. Yes, there are. Um, and that's that was the hardest thing to, I mean, I was listening, I was sitting in the car extra long, re-listening, I mean, and I'd been through this album every day since uh, like last you know thursday dude it makes it harder sometimes it kind of when does. you become too familiar with the material well because yep. i'm like well I'm, now i'm trying to appeal to you guys so it's like i went with the with the track that has a, a lot more of a punk backbone to it in the beginning um mm-hmm. because some of her tracks i mean and some of the instrumentation is never alternative but some of the vocal stylings might be a little bit but it's such a strong delivery um and then like i was saying as you go back uh, a release previous um, it's a little more like post melodic hardcore and then a little more so in the previous release. So, I mean, they're expanding, but in a natural format where everything still sounds, I mean, you get blast beats, you get black metal, uh, uh, like musicality, but with this light ultra ultra, I mean, I don't, you know, it's like super appealing, like vocal styling and it, it's dynamic. It doesn't stay in that same you know, format and every can, track. I mean, you can tell there's a fairly significant amount of range here. And I mean, the fact that she's, that she's showing all of it and showing everybody what her chops are and what she can do is Super like, that's strong. nice to hear. I always appreciate when musicians in general will show that will do their best to show everything that they're capable of, capable of in their performances. And I got to hand it to her, by the way, I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. And I think I might actually have to go back and listen to the whole thing. I'd like you to check. I, you know, I think everybody should really check the whole thing out because I mean, there's oh, yeah. a lot to take from this. I mean, well, you and you well, guys. I also, are, I also have a huge soft spot for like '90s alt rock, and this kind of hit that. You're gonna, lo- I mean, that, you're gonna love it then. Yeah. And you know, I thought it would appeal to your guys like Mirka sense because it's like she she gets a lot more dynamic in her melodic structure than we just heard in her mm-hmm. cleans. But I was trying to get a little bit of both, so. I mean, I'll be honest, I would put this miles above anything Merker have ever recorded. But, and this I might mean, resonate more with you. I yeah. Mean, yeah, this is far superior. So I don't know I, if I named the band. It's Brutus uh, off of the album Nest, and that was the track Cemetery. This was released March of last year, and they are from Belgium. You can get you can get on over to wearebrutus.bandcamp.com. All right. All right, cool. that's, that's going to bring it on to me. Uh Tom, just start with the track.
Yeah. Uh, that was the track Dirge from Vendel, um, coming out of Moscow, Russia. Hmm. Yeah, uh, just some solid-ass, like, epic doom. And there's a lot of times we, we've... Uh, I've brought in some bands before where I've said, like, oh, the vocalist just isn't isn't hitting the... Uh, like the the powerful notes, right? Yeah. Uh, this dude fucking knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's nailing every second of that. Oh, th- yeah, this is this this is a little closer to Messiah Mark Cullen, which is something I actually like to hear. I just, I'm so glad we're getting we as a society seem to have been getting away from the stoner doom shit, and people are starting to go off and listen to like the the Candle Mass and the Saint Vitus and the Trouble and the Manila Road, and we're like, oh, this is much better. Let's just Let's take more influence from this. I was going to say, I, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, this is a, a three tracker. It's only one uh, original song. And then there's a St. Vitus cover and a Manila Road cover. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> to get a hold of that, go to vendel.bandcamp.com. By the way, that's spelled V-E-N-D-E-L. Just making sure. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. All right, I got another one for you. Tom, roll that roll that track. Oh, yeah. So obviously I've been going back to that uh, Neo-Crust tag. Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy when you start with a base of like hardcore and crust, you can take elements from fucking anything mm-hmm. and just make it work. You, That's you, all kinds of things. I was going to say, oh, you, you want to throw a little black metal in there? Okay. You want to throw some post metal in there? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, it all fits. <laughs> oh, it's so tasty. Oh, it's so epic. I love it. Yes. Mm. Um, that was the track Mercury from Altarx 2019 release, The Light Escaping. Yeah, fine, I'm going to put that on the 1,005 <laughs> wish list. And yeah, no, uh, when you specifically said uh, epic, that is ex- the exact same uh, word I was going to use to describe this. It's kind of what ties it into even my uh, first bringing. I was very much in the mood for epic music and... Oof. I'll talk from uh, North Carolina or, or bringing it good. Mm. I am. God, the, the Neo crust genre just makes me so happy. Yeah. It's uh, it's shocking that I didn't know it was a thing until you started stumbling down that. And <laughs> I've been going down that hole hard. Oh. So 
to get a hold of this, apparently you can just go to uh, alltalk.org, um, A-U-T-A-R-C-H. Um, and that, thank you. Say it again. I said thank you. <clears throat> yeah. And that takes you right to the band camp. Yeah, it's just a redirect. Yeah. That's nice and nifty. And those are those are my two for starting off the year. Nice. Well, uh, shit. Um, speaking of crust, mm. Tom. Tiff, those uh, dishes aren't going to wash themselves, you know. What are you doing? Here I am slaving away over a hot stove, making cookies, making Swedish meatballs, and for what? For a man who doesn't appreciate me. For a man who can't even wash one fucking dish. I believe the the term for that is aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I gotta get this out of the way right now. I love the fact that their fucking cover has an image of John Travolta, but for some reason their fucking band image on Bandcamp is just it's just their name with a picture of Nicolas Cage and shades. <laughs> the oh, what the fuck? So. Uh, so- that was the track Saturday Fight Fever off of the <laughs> album In Tinnitus We Crust by the band Travolta. Looking at you, Frank. Oh yeah. <laughs> when I when I read that uh that album name, I was like, Ooh, know that all too well. Uh, I feel like actually this this to me almost seems like a Frank bring in. I'm kinda surprised Frank didn't bring this in. I was not aware of this. <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, what else is there to say about that? The The album cover is one of the greatest things I think I've ever seen. I don't know if... Uh, oh, oh, I saw it. It is. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's completely ridiculous. Uh, you can find that at Travolta Cult, and of course that's kvlt.bandcamp.com. Good. <laughs> For racist Flanders. <laughs> God damn it. I want to buy this so bad. Oh, God. Um... Man, just the, the lyric, the lyrics to Karma is a bitch. You'll get what you deserve. Don't give me that hippie shit, or I'll pee in your fucking drink. God damn it! <laughs> now hold on, hold on. The the Travolta, the Travolta picture for their thing makes. I'm not the, uh, their uh, Nicholas Cage picture makes sense. Fucking face off. Switch them. <laughs> shit, you might have a point. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> Yeah, we're uh, we're not gonna wander too far off of that, Tom. Let's <laughs> go. 
I love it when the the combination of the the bass guitar sounds like a chainsaw. That always makes me happy. <laughs> that would. Mm. Uh, so that was the track Bloodsport 2 off of Bloodsport by Protocol out of Florida. <laughs> uh, one of the best vocal deliveries I've heard in a long time out of that genre. When it when it's when it's that fast, uh, it's just kind of insane. Yeah. I mean, sit sit with the lyrics and the song. You'll hear every fucking word of that. But it's just really impressive. Always takes me back to, like, toxic narcotic. Oh, God, I was just listening to them today. But <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's almost hard to keep up with at times. It's like, goddamn. Well, then again, I suppose that's the point of what they're doing. So. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's like speed rapping, but it's, you know, not. No. <laughs> they're screaming it, and it's insane. Definitely. Um, yeah, ridiculous. Whole fucking, it's a uh, five-track EP. It's fucking great. Um, you can find that at Protocol Brown Boys. That's B-O-I-S <laughs> dot bandcamp.com. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that brings it to me, huh? Oh, sure yeah. Do. Oh. Dom, play it. give it to you every week so mm. do, I, do i ever disappoint i don't think so yeah so uh this this band to me is a throwback in a couple of ways but not you know not a throwback in the the kind of negative sense that a lot of bands are kind of pegged with but what i appreciate about sigin and their ep angel of the eastern gate is that it's in a way, it's a throwback to that era in the mid to late 80s when death metal hadn't really come into its own yet. It was still kind of a everything was still kind of a miasma where everything extreme was kind of just thrown into the same bucket. And nobody really had labels for what was what. And, you know, I mean, when Morbid Angel's debut album came out, uh, Altars of Madness for for anyone who, you know, for some reason lives under a rock. I mean, that album, it's it's regarded as a death metal masterpiece to this day. But, you know, I think a lot of people forget that there's also a lot of influence from like thrash metal and even some punk rock thrown in and Sijin have absolutely tapped into that feeling. They've, I mean, they've, they've nailed the altars of madness, like era perfectly. That is, uh... I mean, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's the vocalist from Necros Christos, uh, like doing vocals over the lost altars of madness tracks. What's not to love. I was going to say, as I was listening to that, that's uh, the album exactly I had in mind, and I am not complaining yeah. about that. No, no, this is this this is absolutely uh, heavily influenced by Altars of Madness, obviously, very obviously to anyone who's ever listened to that album. And man, it's just, oh, it's so perfect. Every track, there's only four tracks on this entire EP. They're all wonderful. There's no filler. It's just, it's all killer shit. And you can go over to Sijin, S-I-J-J-I-N, 
www.bandcamp.com and look them up. They only have one release out so out so far called again Angel of the Eastern Gate, but it's great. Go go pick it up. Word. Uh, word. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say something. Uh, did I tell you guys I've been listening to like a shit ton of black metal the past two weeks? I feel like you've been listening to a surprising amount of black metal for like the last four months. Yes. Well, if that's the case, then I've been listening to a shocking for the last week or so. And it kind of culminated the other day when my buddy Calvin sent me this band and said, I feel like you'd really like this. I'd, I'd seen him and some of my friends talk about him before, but I never really looked into him. But, oh, man, I slept on it. I slept on it, and that was a mistake. So, Tom, just play it. Double bass kicks count. Like when that came, oof. Oh man, you want to talk about a you want to talk about a drummer who's like a fucking beast when it comes to stamina. It's the drummer for fucking Spectral Wound. And oh, I've only been listening to this for about a day and a half now. I already ordered their long sleeve. It's <laughs> it it's it was just too no for real. If you want to see how fucking cool it is, go to spectralwound.bigcartel.com. Look up their fucking long sleeves and tell me they aren't the coolest fucking thing you've ever seen. But yeah, that track was called Feral Gates of Flesh. It is off of their second full-length album, Infernal Decadence. And I mean, this... like this I don't ask much of black metal, but it's amazing how much of it doesn't even meet the basics. Like, hey, a, at least a little bit of production value a little bit of effort thrown into your songwriting, like, you know, put, put some just black metal with a little bit of effort, at least a little bit of effort put into it. That's all I ask, but I so rarely get it. But the thing is the, the side effect of that is that it makes me latch on really hard to the bands who do it. And you can expect me to latch on to spectral wound pretty fucking hard. Did you, this, did you catch yeah. the one little comment? <laughs> It's uh, mature and intelligent enough to not just rely on blasturbation. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, unlike a lot of black metal, this album is a straight-up riff buffet. Oh, no, like and this... you know what's really cool about it is that, like, transient m melodic quality it has. Well, that's, yes. I mean, what really stuck out to me was how it, it captured those melodic qualities without being fucking boring. <laughs> yes. Well, see, here's the thing, like in a way this kind of hit the same note for me that uh Havakrunu from Finland did 
and who, by the way, I have become fucking obsessed with that band. Um, I, I don't know. There's a sort of there's a sort of beautiful melancholic feel to a lot of black metal like this. That that that's what gets me. You know, a little bit of little bit of production, a little bit of songwriting effort, and you know, I want to feel the anger. I want to feel the raw aggression. You know, what but I also want to. I want. I also want to feel a little bit of beauty. Can we have a little bit of beauty, please? Um, I was gonna say it falls into that category. Um, I said there are certain acts before certain black metal that you, while you're listening to it, you can imagine stained glass. Yeah. And this falls into that that category it, for me. It, it evokes the uh, the appropriate. Mm-hmm. mental images sam have you this was one we brought back i don't know maybe two and a half years ago three years ago do you remember plebeian grandstand i don't remember when we brought them in but i am like i'm familiar with plebeian grandstand only by name i would check it out okay i, I mean I'll, I'll get to it i'll get to it eventually right. but so spectral wound fucking uh ev- this album is just wonderful it is absolutely a wonderful release. Go check. Go to spectralwound.bandcamp.com. Buy this. Uh, by the way, all their shit is listed as sold out, but I think a lot of it is uh, still available on their big cartel. They've moved all their merch over to there. Uh, go again. Go to uh, spectralwound.bigcartel.com. Buy their shit. They are really fucking good. You won't regret it. Also, did you say the song was? What, the flesh gates of something or another or? feral gates of flesh that's it that's Which, gross <laughs> what a, god, what a, oh my god man like uh, and i mean you want to talk about like one of the spookiest song titles you've ever heard woods from which the wit from which the spirits once so loudly howled mm-hmm. makes you think like what happened to the spirits why aren't they howling anymore that's scary hmm. What is that? Uh, it feels less scary now that there aren't spirits howling there anymore. Mm-hmm. I'd probably I prefer Maybe. that. Now I can, <laughs> feels like, now I can it feels like sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got, spirits got tired. <laughs> oh, God. Spirits, shut it's the like, fuck up. Some of us have God work damn. in the morning. <laughs> it's like somebody filed a noise complaint on the spirits. <laughs> <laughs> it's not terrifying at all. It's very boring. And suits are involved. Oh, my God. <laughs> But yeah, please go over to spectralwound.bandcamp.com. Go buy this album. Go to their fucking big cartel. Buy some of their physicals. They've got vinyl. and um, Actually, I think they might be sold out of CDs. I'm hoping they reprint those pretty soon because I'm absolutely going to buy one. But yeah, I mean, I wanted to come back strong this year. And I think I did a pretty solid job of it. I'm sorry. I'm still just imagining like a bunch of cops rolling up to the woods to yell at spirits. <laughs> <laughs> Like, but like, me. but like, it's like a fucking, it's like a a drunk teenage party in the woods, just with spirits and making them put out their bonfire and dumping their beers and shit. <laughs> like those are spectral beers. We could just get more. <laughs> yeah, well, you died get- when you were seven. You died when you were seventeen, so it's still illegal. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. Yeah. God damn it! Oh, damn, not even I- grandfathered in. Oh, I feel like I really just brought this show down. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's let's move on. Let's move on before it gets too depressing. Oh well, that would bring us to a segment. Some might say the most important segment. Some might say my segment today. Ooh. All right. Oh, what segment would that be, Sam? That would be the brutal bruise. I can't crack open a beer because I already cracked it open. That's yeah. We not. It's yeah, it's luck when we actually are able to do that. Yeah, it's usually because it's low enough that we can do two. Exactly. Wow. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, we, you know when I was talking. To, you know when I was talking about starting off strong. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start off fucking strong this year. Tom, play it.
aspect of the 90s that was actually good Mm -hmm. Uh, i know there are a lot of people who think that uh morbid angel fell off after like covenant those people are stupid but i mean those people are out there (laughs) i mean i mean some people might say well that's that's just your opinion you just like no it's not my opinion it's fact morbid angel were fantastic all the way through name drop um (laughs) so that that was uh, probably one of my favorite Morbid Angel tracks of all time. That is the opener. Well, well, there's an intro, but this is the opening track summoning redemption off of Morbid Angel's album Gateways to Annihilation. Mm. Are you all familiar with it? Yep. Yes. Oh, just absolutely one of the most crushing, just absolutely devastating albums to ever come out of Morbid Angel's repertoire. Love it, love it, love it so fucking much. I, uh, just the guitar work is fantastic. This is also the area, the era, uh, before this on Formulas Fatal to the Flesh is when they kind of started to fuck around with like the seven string guitars and the heavy detuning. But once Gateways to Annihilation rolled around, they really started to lean heavy into it. There's a whole lot of just slow, crushing, just constantly flowing, almost, almost like lava, flowing like lava, these huge heavy riffs that just flowed into one another and I love it it's fantastic i get that some people like that real kind of spastic crazy unpredictable style they went for on like altars of madness but this to me was like this was a whole new evolution of angel and i feel like it doesn't get enough appreciation it doesn't get enough respect um i was gonna say something that i really like on this uh this album is i feel like sometimes the the way the riffs flow there's a, a slight like Sometimes it's almost like obscure sounding and it creates this like uneasy feeling and I fucking dig it. It is a very, it is a very, un- <laughs> sorry. Oh, did I cut you off? Mike? No, Mm-mm. no. Mm-mm. Oh, no, it's, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. It's a very kind of, it, there's an atmosphere to this album that does kind of give it a feeling of unease, like kind of fear fear and uncertainty i mean i mean they've always dealt with like a lot of really kind of esoteric occult stuff so i suppose it fits in but uh yeah i mean it, it it's funny um like i remember being younger and you, you know you're, you start getting into heavier shit and you're just grabbing everything you can genre be damned right mm-hmm. i remember like oh yeah first try in morbid angel and i was like that that's too much it really you had to uh you you know you've reached that level when you throw a morbid angel and you're like oh i get it now yeah god i I think uh, i'm that age now because i'm not familiar with this album at all oh you should be well i was listening to that sound clip and i was like "Mm, that 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 gallop yeah you should listen to a lot of morbid angel well, it's like it was weird. I, it's probably just something I should have hit Sammy up over because I know how much yeah. he likes him. But um, I didn't really know where to start. I know they had a, a bit of a phase I should avoid. Uh, the only phase of theirs I would really suggest avoiding is uh, Illudivinum and Sonus. Yeah, which is a that's the one. God awful album. It is like it is so fucking hard to listen to. <laughs> just if anyone hasn't for some reason heard it. Just go, just go look up the track "Destructos versus the World," and it is the silliest fucking shit you will ever hear. It's the, uh, oh, it's the oh. Rocky Five of the Morbid Angel uh, <laughs> Library. Mm. You know, that's 
that's actually a really great comparison. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucking great, actually. No, this is um, this is Morbid Angel's second album with uh, their uh, returning and current frontman Steve Tucker. Who, I, I mean, I know there are, there are cadres of people out there who really don't like what Steve Tucker did and the the direction the band went in when Steve Tucker came along. I mean, again, I think those people are out of their fucking minds because his first album with them, uh, Formulas Fatal to the Flesh, is my favorite Morbid Angel album. It's so creative and so crazy and just so off the fucking wall. And I mean, it's not a lot of the shit he do, he's done with them is not straightforward. Like, I mean, in a way, Gateways to Annihilation is extremely straightforward. And... I feel like, you know, I feel like people should start giving this, this era a chance, like give gateways to annihilation, another shot. If well, you listened to it like years ago and thought you didn't like it. And I mean, the thing is like, it's, it's easy now to say it's straightforward, but like you mentioned earlier, this was a time period where there really wasn't much of a, uh, a, a death metal blueprint. And this was kind of one of the earlier examples of exactly that. Like this is what I feel like a lot of bands kind of base their album structure around going forward. Like, yeah, well, I, I, I mean, agree, but I mean, I don't know yeah. if I'm the person that should be like, Oh yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> no, I've the best way I've ever heard it described. The best way I've ever heard uh, gateways to annihilation described is that one time when morbid angel did doom better than doom bands do. <laughs> and I mean, you, you go and listen to you go and listen to Gateways to Annihilation as a whole, and it's kind of hard to deny that. It's I think there's some truth to it. It's there's elements it's a, there certainly, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean this is a. I'm not going to go so far as to say, oh, it's a fucking death doom album. Like it's not. This is a this is a death metal album through and through. It's just death metal played at a more, uh, I would say, reserved pace. Like this, I mean, obviously there's still a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of like classic morbid angel influence, but you know, this is, you know, this is a band, this is a time when the band, especially with Steve Tucker at the helm was kind of starting to embrace some new directions and some new styles like Trey Azagthoth, Azagthoth was kind of opening up to more influences. And, you know, I think they were the better for it. I don't think Illu Divinum and Sonus was a result of that. I think that was just a really bad like experiment. <laughs> But I mean, hey, experimentation is good, right? Experimentation is how we learn. The result might not always be good, but experimentation itself is good. And I feel like a lot of people don't and didn't and don't give gateways to annihilation its due credit. Because I mean, while I don't like it as much as Formula's Fatal to the Flesh, it was still a really interesting chapter in Morbid Angel history. And one that, you know, I wouldn't mind hearing them go back to a little. So you uh, you have a beer to go with this, don't you? Oh yeah, I do, I do. It was a random discovery at my local uh, my local beer store, and that is Iron Horse Brewery's Quilter's Irish Death Dark Ale. Hmm. Yeah. So Iron Horse Brewery is based out of Allensburg, Washington, and I've never heard of them before. Uh, I never had any of their beers before this one. I was over just looking at what they had at my local store. And I saw this and I thought, Hmm, every time I've drank dark ales, I've always thought they were really good. And I mean, you'd think that this would get paired with like a Porter or a stout, but I don't know something about this. Uh, I mean, it's, it, it's much, much like gateways to annihilation. It is pitch dark. It is a very dark, dark and rich experience, much like gateways to annihilation but it flows. It's super smooth. It just everything like everything comes out naturally. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, I'm like my third can of this. So if I start to, uh, and it's strong stuff <laughs> what is this? Oh shit. It's 7.9%. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be sleeping yeah. good tonight. <laughs> oh dude, I'm going to be sleeping fucking great tonight. But yeah, um, I've, again, I've never had any of iron before but man their their quilters irish death is oh it's this fantastic you know bitter but bitter but not too bitter real 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 drinkable dark ale 
And I think I might have to go back and buy a six pack of this. Well, I, I, um, I like the choice to go with a dark ale. One of the things that always, where I kind of struggle with, um, like stouts and porters for a really heavy album, like it, it makes sense to to think to a stout or a porter because they're they're thick and heavy, right? But a lot of them are are a little too rich and too sweet to really feel right uh, pairing with a a really heavy album for me. Yeah, you know and I mean? this uh, yeah no, I agree completely, and that's something I was actually thinking about when. I was trying. I was considering uh, what beer to pair with this album because I knew I wanted to start off the year with Gateways to Annihilation. I'm like, I want to kick off 2020 with a fucking bang, and I just kept coming back to this because I'm like, you know, it's dark, it's murky, and it fl- and it flows. Again, it flows very smoothly, just like every riff on Gateways to Annihilation. But it's also it's also more aggressive. It's a, it's not quite as like sweet or welcoming as a lot of stouts and porters like this is still very much it's got some bitterness to it it's got some it's got a little more punch and a little more aggression to it and gateways to annihilation is a really aggressive album so i thought it fit together like a puzzle well i can't i can't necessarily attest to the beer i can kind of guess at the flavors because i'm Mm -hmm. i I know i've had similar things uh and personally i think you fucking you nailed it I think I did too. Like again, I thought for a week or two about this and I thought, you know, uh that Iron Horse Dark Ale I bought. I think I just kept coming back to that when I'm like, yeah, this this has got to be the beer. So I meant to say yeah. that uh, on the uh, the comment of of stouts, I feel like stouts are just is just chocolate milk for adults. So, uh, <laughs> some of them, I mean, you know, it, it varies. Yeah, you have the some. one that you always give me shit for drinking. Yeah. No, because that fucking tastes like chocolate water ice, and I don't want a fucking <laughs> stout that tastes like chocolate water ice. That's fucking horseshit. What he means is are delicious. You, are, you talking, are you talking about the Boylan's double chocolate stout? No, no, it's the Samuel Smith's, and I'm usually a huge fan of Samuel Smith's, but this has, like, this fucking thin, watery mouthfeel. <laughs> like... Uh, yeah, that's all. Here. It's not a fucking stout. <laughs> but, mm, it's delicious, yeah. though. Yeah. Alright, just I mean, just drink you. <laughs> Is that uh, milk in it? Yeah, I can't. There, are, there. I mean, there are there all are, are like cream and milk mm-hmm. ales, and stuff. a lot of them are very delicious. Hmm. That's I like true. Cream but ale a lot. Th- those, well, yeah, cream mm-hmm. ales. Cream ales interesting because there's no actual dairy. It's the 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 process that gives it that flavor. Um but I mean, yeah, there are plenty of milk stouts that are much uh, thicker, usually because of the dairy. Mm-hmm. It's like you can chew your beer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Again, I'm like I'm like three cans into this, so I'm uh, I'm feeling it. So, uh, <laughs> Sam, what can people do with this? You know, what you can do if you if you know where to get it or if you know where to order it. I would highly suggest you go pick up yourself a couple cans of. Uh, Iron Horse Breweries, Quilter's Irish Death. By the way, it's named after the founder of Iron Horse Brewery, Jim Quilter. And yes, he really did call this his Irish Death Ale. So yeah, I suggest you go order some Iron Horse Breweries, Quilter's Irish Death. Throw on uh, Gateways to Annihilation and get get spooky, get creepy. Right on. Yep, right on. We got it. That's the that's the first brutal bruise of 2020. These dudes are showing each other uh, trap porn. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more proud keeping of that. We're trying it, to struggling to get a link up. Yeah, um, keeping it, it classy with some dick girl. Did you porn. get it up? Nice. By the way, no. I literally just now found. I was like, why didn't he put the title up there? And I was like, oh See, god. They want to look at it so bad, but they just can't get it up. <laughs> <laughs> Our uh, listeners should only be so lucky to get hand-picked trap porn. God damn it! You know, maybe you know, maybe you and Frank. There. I'm almost start, there. You know, maybe you and Frank can go on like I don't know, like Pornhub or wherever people go to look at like fucking hentai and like curate some fucking dick girl porn for everybody. Like, <laughs> like, I love that title. The best of the best. All right, and I'm dragging that up and I'm putting it under me. Why don't you just do that one? Oh yeah, Tom. Why don't you start? <laughs> so, Mirker, uh, 
dropped a uh, a single off a new upcoming <laughs> album. Uh, so, Tom, why don't you play a little bit of that? direction no um obviously the it seems like the uh the black metal has been dropped for more more just straight folk sound and like can we be honest mm-hmm. that's what i was always showing up for yeah no uh, this is when she released her last album uh not that i didn't like it but when she did some of that like more metal like female fronted metal sound i just really wasn't into it as much as the straight folky stuff yeah, no, this is, this is what, I think this is what we all want, uh, want from yeah. her. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, I'll be honest, every, every single thing I've ever heard from America or this has been just like boring as shit to me. I'm just sitting here like, wow, I could be listening to like Olva Sang or Wardruna and be getting the full effect of this. I mean, this, this, oh, oh, this, that, this that's very like uh, re- reductive. Wardruna has almost no like discernible vocals. And uh, what was the other one? Olva yeah, Sang is yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Oh, what the fuck are you talking oh, about? That's like that's, that's a percussive experience. <laughs> you no. say so, Mike. So whatever. No, Sam, were you? Uh... No, I mean this. 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 This is a direction. I'm like, yeah, I'm. I'm more okay with this. I guess this. I might. Yeah, this. I think I'd actually be willing to give like of a shot to. She's very good at it. Which mm-hmm. is, I guess, not surprising at this point. It would have been after just the first release but i mean yeah uh there was that um that one release that she did that was all uh fucking chorus shit like there was i don't think there was any instrumentation on it if i remember correctly no i think it was just tracks off m uh done quarrelly yeah and i mean once i heard that i was like oh this is kind of the direction this is gonna head in so i'm not really shocked but i'm also very pleased yeah i mean and the couple singles she released were definitely more <clears throat> of this sort of a, of, of a venture. I mean, I'm I'm all about it. You yes. Know. Um, this is coming out uh, March 20th this year. Um, you can get that at mirror.bandcamp.com. And this is called Folk Assange. F-O-L-K-E-S-A-N-G-E. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I, I mean, you're good. It's not like it's hard to find a Mirka release. No. <laughs> no. There are, um, as far as, like, physicals, um, like, I know there's one of them that was limited to uh, the, the white and blue vinyl is limited to 500. Only 25 of those remain. Shit. Yeah. 
All right. Well, you got a. We got one more. And uh, this one got everybody pretty pumped. Uh, Sightless Pit is going to be a teaming up of a member of the body, a member of Full of Hell, and Lingua Ignota. Fuck. <laughs> yep. Oh, have you have you not listened to this yet? No. Ooh. Ooh. Strap in, Tom. Smack it. mentioned it before but it's so nice to be hearing industrial that isn't just shitty fucking electro music for hot topic kids because that's <laughs> what it turned into for like 15 fucking years and i don't care what you say or how early you saw them you were not industrial because you liked velvet acid christ you fucking loser <laughs> <laughs> I remember that band sucking a lot. They That's sucked all. real hard. Uh, that whole era of like late KMFDM led to and influenced the worst shit ever. It was just, it's just bad dance music. It's yeah. bad electro music. Uh, I, I felt for the longest time like I was the only like mindless self indulgence were kind of bad. Oh yeah, like, I can't stand them. But I mean, yeah, they're not they e- they're, awful. they're 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 not even really in that realm. Uh, really? D- no, nah, they're just kind of their own weird fucking thing. Um, but this, like, the shit that sounds like what should have been the logical next step after like fucking Skinny Puppy and all the like, I'm blanking right now because I've been kind of avoiding the genre for a long time. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this is fucking. This is really cool. It's. I would say, Mike, when you uh when you shared the uh the link into the, the the group chat, and I I read the description, I was like, I had an idea in my head of what, what the three of these working together was going to sound like, and once I played, I was like, oh, this is exactly what I wanted. It was exactly what you wanted to hear out of it. it yes, it was just the three like, and it even is self described as them. W- no clear guidelines. They're working towards essentially writing an album that further exemplifies the uh, like the struggle of existence. <laughs> I mean, the album name uh, is going to be Grave of a Dog. And they, uh, the 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 name it Sightless Pit. Yeah. So, <laughs> 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 I mean, and um, so that's going to release February twenty first. Mm-hmm. And we will follow it pretty close because, yeah, I mean, this is three household favorites. Uh, yep. Goddamn. Where do, where can they get that? 
They can get that at sightlesspit.bandcamp.com. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be waiting on this one. Mm. Hell yeah! I still gotta wrap my head around uh, Lingua Ignota's last uh, release. I've I listened through a few tracks and. They're so dense and heavy that I'm just like, all right, moving on. (laughs) 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 Jesus. This is a... Man, 2020 has been fucking good. It's it's early, but it's been so fucking good already. Yeah. Which is concerning. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, no. Already (laughs) trying. God damn it. Next January. Uh... Are we bothering this other? No. Down here? Okay. No, not yet. Good. Because um, I don't feel like it right now. <laughs> I have been uh, entirely off my game. I have no idea what's coming up show-wise. Uh, oh, I did get to see Zombie Apocalypse finally, though. Oh, my God, yeah. That was fucking incredible. Mm. Uh, yeah, they were fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who did they play with? Uh, so, Wrong Planet opened. Which was a really cool set. Um, I left, like, right... I don't normally do this. I like to stay and catch everyone. Um, but having my fucking car parked in Trenton on a shitty night, uh, especially after over the summer my, my fucking tires got slashed in Camden. No. My car is not that nice, but it is a Lexus, so you park it alone in a shitty neighborhood and and yeah. I've I've only ever taken the train through Camden and it looks uh it's no <laughs> it's, yeah, Camden's an interesting town Trenton's not much better um yeah, here just isn't to say anything bad about anything else there yeah I, don't know. I just I I didn't I didn't feel like coming out to slash tires that night so yeah I stayed through the set and bounced especially with the fucking rain and shit that night uh which I still feel shitty about. I'm sure the other fucking sets were great. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? But I ain't fucked, man. Finally getting to see Zombie Apocalypse was something else. Uh, I'm mad that I waited, like, uh, 17 years to see them, and they didn't play uh, Breaking Off Fingers, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I'm not I'm not mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, so that was that. Yeah, <laughs> go check out Wrong Planet. They're pretty dope. <laughs> I should have brought right. them in. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe you will. You should. Anyway, I uh, think that <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Fthepit.com, Patreon.com/slash From the Pit, Frank. Well, it seems that we've arrived at our destination. It is now safe to undo your seatbelts. Good night, ladies. God.